Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated General Grabber ATX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Friday, June 2nd. Uh, Game one of the NBA Finals was last night. Actually, tonight we're recording this about 45 minutes after the Nuggets stomped. And yes, they did. They stomped out the Miami Heat. Uh, One by 11 covered the spread. I told you Nuggets minus nine was the bet. Uh, and it came through pretty easily. And uh, as a smart man once said, this is as bad as it gets for the NBA. Uh, yeah, you basically have Adam Silver before game one saying, hey, uh, this John Morant situation, yeah, it's bad, but we're not going to talk about it until after the finals. We got more information. Not good, John Morant. Uh, one of the premier players in the league, an all-NBA talent, and the NBA doesn't even want to talk about it. Then you get to the game, and it's like, Miami just does nothing after the first quarter. Uh, Denver races to a 17-point halftime lead, and I think according to the stats, and Rob, you can check me on this, three shots at halftime for Jokic, and they were up 17. Uh, Miami, listen, it's going to be a tough, tough task for the Heat to win this series. It's going to be a tall order for the Heat to win a game in this series. Now, I said Nuggets in seven, and they did not even look great. They scored 104 points. 
I drove home uh, my kid from chess club with a bunch of his buddies, and they're all like, oh, Miami's coming back in game two. Jimmy Buckets is going to get give him a business. I said, guys, did, did you watch what the Nuggets did to the Lakers? I kept hearing the Lakers were going to Lakers were going to hang. Lakers were going to get a game. They're going to make adjustments. And Denver swept them. The last time Denver lost two games was against Devin Booker and Kevin Durant when both of them went volcanically hot and erupted for a billion points. And Phoenix nodded the series at two. Last I checked, yeah, Miami doesn't have anybody resembling Kevin Durant or Devin Booker on the squad. And here's a stat that is going to just make the blood boil of Miami Heat fans. So this postseason, when Jimmy Butler attempts 25 or more shots, Miami's 8-2. and two. For some reason, in game one, all Jimmy Butler could do was 14 shots. Just could not get on track. They see more focus, Miami did, about their zone defense and tweaking it. And yeah, for a moment... You know, when Jokic went to the bench in the first half, it looked like the the, the zone was working, and then Je- Uncle Jeff Green got loose. I mean, he didn't have a monster game. He had four points, but those were, I believe, with Jokic out, and he looked like he knew what he was doing inside. And then, you know, Jokic comes back, and the zone is kind of rendered useless. Jokic, of course, I'm bearing the lead. He's the guy. 27 points, 14 assists, 10 boards, triple-double in his first NBA Finals appearance. Uh, he, he, when the game was won in the first half, the second half was all double digits. I think briefly Miami cut it to nine, uh, and then uh, Denver just ran away and hit at the end. In the first half, Jokic scored or assisted on 33 first-half points. Five different players. Jokic is just finding everybody for open looks or threes. His teammates were 10 of 12 off his passes. Like, Jokic is just an unbelievable passer. His vision is extraordinary, and Miami has no answers. I thought maybe we would see uh, Kevin Love in an effort to defend Jokic. DNP, coach's decision. We saw more of Highsmith, who's kind of a thick, tree-trunk kind of dude, but, you know, you know, he actually played kind of well. He had 18 points in 23 minutes, but defensively, he's useless against Jokic. And when you try to double him, he's kicking it out to Murray. And imagine, oh, if, uh, oh, by the way, what if Michael Porter Jr. hit his threes? He was 2 of 11 from deep. 14 points. Like, Denver did not play their A game. They played probably their B game. I don't even think this was a B-plus game. 29% from deep, and they win handily by 11? Like, I don't—Miami's going to have to have one of these games where they just— are not missing from the perimeter, like, you know, their four wins against Boston. And I don't see that. I mean, they had an edge from three, 13 threes. But again, when Jokic can take three shots and a half and they're leading by 17, you've got major problems. Um, uh, I guess the big positive was Bam Adebayo. He had 26 points on a career-high 25 shots at 13 boards. But... You know, the Nuggets win handily, and all of a sudden, this is one of those NBA Finals where it's like, ooh, Miami better show up in Game 2. Denver, by the way, 13-3 and in the playoffs, and if they get a double-digit lead, they're as good as anyone at choking you out. 11-0 when the Nuggets lead by double digits in the playoffs. Rob, I wanted to come on here and make a case. Like, okay, Miami could do this. They could tweak this. I, again, you don't want to overreact to one game, but I remember, Rob, when we sat here after Game 1, we were like, oh, this Rui Hachimura thing, kind of interesting. You put Hachimura on Jokic, you have AD as like the roamer. They're, they don't have that for Miami. There isn't a player 
that can contend with Jokic and you have Bam roaming. I don't see that scenario. So, Rob, I got to say, it's early. I'm not throwing in the towel. Denver trail for 34 seconds in this game, and they win handily, and they did not play their best effort. Uh, my guy, Jamal Murray, he's going to lead me to the player's points title. 26 for Jamal Murray. He's a killer. And, Rob, I don't know. I can't really make a case that Miami has a shot in this series after one game. Yeah, I mean, if you're not going to throw in the towel, I'll definitely do it. And and I said before the series that um, <laughs> I, I really wanted to pick Denver in a sweep, but I had too much respect for Spo and Jimmy Butler. So I said, I'm going to amend it to Denver in five. And that's what I settled on. And now I feel stupid because <laughs> I think this is going to be a sweep. Yeah, the, There is absolutely nothing that I saw from Miami in game one that makes me think they even have a shot to win this series. They threw the kitchen sink at Denver defensively. I mean, they held them to 104 points, right? But even in the fourth quarter, when they uh, turned a 21-point deficit and got it down to nine, as you touched on briefly, they're running that that tricky zone that they have. They have actually a couple of different zones, but they're running a zone. I think I saw a 1-3-1, right? They had 1-3-1. Yeah. They had 2-3. They had something that looked like a 3-2. Um, and this was just a, Yeah, they were doing everything. And Jokic gets the ball right in the middle of the paint, 10-foot jumper, wide open, misses. Jamal Murray, next possession down, 12-foot jumper, wide open in the paint, misses. Third possession, Jokic gets the ball in the middle, kicks it out to Porter Jr., wide open, corner three, he just misses. So it, was, it wasn't anything that Miami was doing to stop them. It was Denver's just missing shots. Yeah. And, and if that's all you can hope for as you're, you know, trying to win a series or win a game, that's not going to work against a team that's been this good, this consistently good as Denver has throughout this postseason. You need to be able to make them uncomfortable. And I don't think Miami has the horses at all to make them uncomfortable. Yeah, It's disappointing. Struess and Duncan Robinson, a combined one of 16 shooting and one of 14 from three. And I'm sure Miami Heat defenders, hey, hey, Struess and Duncan Robinson will pick it up. We're not too worried. This is just one game and off night for them. Here's the problem. They had off nights in in the Boston series where they were unconscious and making sh- shots from deep and being a great three-point shooting team. This version tonight, what you saw, that's what they were for 82 games in the regular season. Struess is off. What are you going to do? Caleb Martin, uh, who, who, who was, I mean, people are joking around that he's like the second coming of Steph Curry against Boston. I saw a stat, Rob, that he hit 16 of 20 jump shots against Boston inside the arc. Jump shot, 16 or 20. Like, you can't continue that. Kevin Durant may do something like that. Caleb Martin? So then, gets to start one of seven. You know? I, I, I just, I don't see a path to victory. I would say their best opportunity would be feed Jimmy Butler and just hope and pray that he can get guys in foul trouble, that he can have one of those nights where he is ungodly. And Miami somehow scrambles a win and they can go home 1-1. But I, I don't know, Rob. It was one of those games where, honestly, by third quarter, I'm jotting down in my notes like, why doesn't anyone want the Phoenix Suns job? That's the kind of thing I'm putting in my notes, Pat. And it's like, geez, you know, can we even squeeze a full podcast out of the Denver Nuggets and Miami Heat? Like, I know people are concerned about ratings. I don't really care that much. I'm not a TV executive. I'm a content provider. So... I'm of the belief that, like, hey, I would love a long series. That'd be awesome. Wonderful. More gambling content, more chatter, leading right into the NBA draft. I don't think we're going to get that. Um, So, you know, 
Game two, obviously, must win. I will say the biggest factor for me, Rob, heading into game two is you get an extra day of rest <laughs> for the Miami Heat, hoping that they're not gassed after that seven-game series against the Celtics. You get an extra day of rest at altitude. They will have been there, I think, now for five days. Maybe their bodies have acclimated, and um, maybe they can pull a rabbit out of the hat in Denver game two. But I'm not very optimistic, Rob. Yeah, you shouldn't be. And, and, and you know, much has been made of the uh, Miami Heat only shooting two free throws in game one. And obviously that's a big story. I think that was the NBA record or NBA yeah, finals fewest. record. So I don't know this yet. We haven't seen the officials report yet for game two. I'm willing to bet that Adam Silver is going to go full David Stern and put the cooler in Scott Foster for game two and ensure that Miami is getting at least 15 free throws, I think closer to 20, to do everything they can to extend this series. Because coming in, I know you don't care about TV ratings, but coming into the NBA Finals, it was the best TV ratings they've had since 2012 through the first three rounds. Obviously, a lot of that was Warriors-Lakers. I mean, that was just a monster for them. But can you imagine Adam Silver going up to ESPN and trying to renegotiate this TV deal and you have what could be a four-game sweep between two mid-market fr- team, uh, franchises and what may be the lowest TV-rated final since the bubble. Yeah. It has one of those— It's going to be tough. Yeah, it has a feel of like an NCAA tournament where you get a bunch of upsets, and those are thrilling and exciting, and oh my gosh, the juice, the drama. And then you get to the Final Four, and you've got like, I don't know, Vanderbilt against Cornell or something. You know, one of these just like non-sexy matchups. Or the Final Four we just had. She's. Oh, I got to think of this. San Diego State was there. Um, UConn. Mm-hmm. UConn was the only brand name that was in it. I've, I've already forgotten the other two teams. <laughs> I, do you know them off the top of your head? No, I know one of them uh, was purple. Remember they had that, that, that short guy in Madison Square Garden? No, they didn't make the Final Four. Yeah, but that, that, I liked him because he was short like me. <laughs> I, think, so. I think they lost in the Elite uh, Eight. FAU and Miami. FAU. I just got the alert. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the alert. <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah listen uh, now the as, as san diego state i think they won on a buzzer beater in the semifinal which was a great shot fun game right um mm-hmm. but again the juice the excitement it's like you know on the day off are we gonna not talk about miami heat strategies i don't think so at any rate i think we can move on you put it off long enough it's time to replace your tires tire rack has tires that will elevate your drive Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Some news happened uh, well, I guess technically Thursday, uh, while I was recording, uh, doing the herd on TV, um, Brad Stevens came out and defended his coach, Joe Missoula, and said Joe Missoula will be back undeniably. Now, this came on the heels of a report from, I think, the Boston Globe that Ime Udoka in Houston, the former Boston coach, was plucking three assistants from the Boston staff, taking three coaches from Joe Missoula's staff. Maybe they think that you know, Joe's in over his head, and he's probably going to be one more year and then done. But they be bailing in Boston. And then came the discussion, like, what do you do with Jalen Brown? I, again, I I think we'll probably end up disagreeing on this staunchly, Rob. I don't see how you can trade an all-NBA player when his stock is low after a Game 7 when he has eight baskets and eight turnovers. I think that's stupid. That's bad business. That's the same idea of the Warriors trading Jordan Poole when his stock is horrible. I think Jalen Brown's 26. Tatum is 25. We all know you got to crawl before you can walk in the NBA. And the list is out there that KD didn't win till he was 28, and LeBron didn't win till he was 27, or whatever the numbers are. Steph Curry, 27. Like, you, it doesn't happen instantly, Okay. They've, I know they've had their chances. Three trips to the Eastern Conference Finals in the last four years. Only broke through once. You know, I, I went on the herd and I actually said I would do the opposite instead of trading Jalen Brown. Do you think the Warriors were nervous at, in 2016 when they lost the 3-1 lead? The 73-win Warriors, Rob. So they win 73 games. They blow through the postseason. And then they're up 3-1 on the Cavs. Bogut goes down, Draymond suspended, and they lose. At that point, do you think the Warriors thought, geez, you know, LeBron had his guys. They were healthy. We couldn't beat them. 
we got we got to break up these Splash Brothers. We got we got to make some changes. I know we have one title, but we we got to make some moves. We got to get better. N- no, they thought we're not removing to get better. We're not taking out one of our stars. We're adding, and they added Kevin Durant. That's what the Celtics need to do. Obviously, you can't get Kevin Durant, but you've got to do everything in your power to keep Brown and Tatum, the All NBA players, and do whatever the hell you can to go after a. Carl Anthony Towns, if he is available. Uh, I know the, the Knicks are going to be hot for Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota. I think, Rob, this is probably a little too risky for a lot of people, but I would certainly kick the tires on Zion Williamson in New Orleans. Um, we're talking about a Duke guy like Tatum who has had a rich injury history. However, when he's there and healthy, he's dominant. And given the David Griffin comments and the ending there for Zion this season where he kind of refused to play due to the injury. And I mean, the guy's doing 360 dunks and warmups and they're like, no, okay, he's not ready. Uh, maybe they're ready to move on. I mean, you've got some chips. You've got a bunch of draft picks. You still have, you have Grant Williams, who's probably on his way out. You know, you want to keep Derek White. You want to keep Brogdon, but those two guys are expendable. They're valuable chips on a team that could use uh, role players. This team needs a third star. I, I, you know, Robert Williams is rarely healthy. I think you've got to make a move, Rob, instead of trading Brown and trying to go for like Damian Lillard or something. I think the Celtics need to go after another premier player that could put them over the top. Remember how close they were to the finals against the Warriors, up to one. I mean, you look around the league and you've got to be able to find a third star. Remember how LeBron and Wade, Rob? Kind of overlapped. They're both wings. I know LeBron is more of a facilitator. Wade, more just a scoring machine. Chris Bosh was always like the third guy. Kevin Love was the third guy behind Kyrie and LeBron. I think the Celtics need a definite third guy because I don't know that I think that Marcus Smart, you know, he's had a long run there. I just don't know if he's enough of a third guy. They have two and then a bunch of good pieces and we thought they had the best roster in the league. I don't know, man. I, you never want to overreact, but with with the new coach, I, I think you've got to tweak something. You can't run it back without doing something to to improve the team. And I and I don't mean trading Brown and certainly not Tatum. I agree with you. Um, and you know, I've said on this podcast, I don't think Joe Mazzulla is the guy. I think the fact that you mentioned three assistants going to team up with Ime Udoka in Houston, which is basically torn down to the studs kind of a roster they're not good at all so that kind of I think says a lot about the leadership that Udoka possesses that Joe Mazzulla doesn't that you know people gravitate more towards him so I think that's obviously priority number one they're not gonna get rid of Joe Mazzulla so maybe you can bring in some very seasoned assistant coaches you know like when Frank Vogel came to the Lakers he brought Lionel Hollins with him and and Jason Kidd guys who would different skill sets. One guy's very relatable to the players. One guy's been through a million playoff series. So you have a, you know, a a very, I'm not gonna call it an all-star staff, but you have basically everything covered. What Boston needs to do roster wise. I agree with you. I I wouldn't trade Jalen Brown. Um, I don't, I just don't believe in getting rid of guys in the prime of their career who are all NBA players. I know he has his faults. He can't go left for whatever reason. He, he never learned how to dribble to his, with his left hand. That's why he had eight turnovers in game seven. But to your point, they have upwards of $60 million tied up in three-point guards. Oof. And, and Marcus Smart, 
uh, Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon. Now, obviously, they, they're interchangeable. They can play off the ball, on the ball, and that's fine. But neither, uh, none of those three I would consider to be a third star. None of those three I would consider to be the playmaker that you would need when Jalen Brown can't dribble and Jason Tatum rolls his ankle. None of those three what I would consider to be, you know, floor general types where when things get bogged down and you're missing 25 threes, whatever they're missing in game six and seven, to say, you know what, Jalen, go, go on the block. Or, or Al, we're going to set something that's going to get a, a shot going towards the basket that we're not just settling for pull-up threes over and over and over and over. We're going to run something to get us a good shot. That's something that like Chris Paul did really well in his heyday. Even a guy like Tyus Jones in Memphis <laughs> is, is really good at that. Like They don't even have that with those three guys. So if I'm them, I don't know if you can get that third star that you're alluding to. I just don't know if they have the assets to get it. But they they can't run it back with the same core. They need, they need to switch it up somewhere. And I think a, a playmaking or a quarterback-type point guard is what they need. So I just went to look at the free agent point guards. Uh, good news, bad news. The best guy by, by far is Kyrie Irving. You don't want him back in Boston. The second best guy, well, let's skip him and I'll come back to him. The third best guy they have on this list is D'Angelo Russell. I don't want anything to do with him. I, I, don't, I know you're not a huge fan. I can't imagine Boston would want Russell. Um, after that, it's like Patrick Beverly, Russell Westbrook, Dennis Schroeder. None of those guys really get me excited. However, the number two guy is interesting. Fred Van Vliet. A good three-point shooter. At times was the second best player on the Raptors when they won the title with Kawhi Leonard. I know they had Lowry, but I know they had Siakam. Van Vliet was just very good. Maybe I'm, you know, giving him too much credit for one series. But Van Vliet's a really good player. And I know you could say, well, he's basically, what, smaller than Derek White. He's older than Derek White. Is the is it really an upgrade? Like, is Fred Van Vliet going to be your third best player? And I would, I would say that Fred Van Vliet, to me, offensively, is better than Marcus Smart, Derek White, or Brogdon. I just I don't know if, if if that's the guy, Rob, that's gonna put you over the top. And then the question becomes, well, this is what's tricky. There's no center that's gonna put you over the top, right? Those don't really exist. So you've got two elite wings. Do you add a third wing if it's not a point guard? Like so it Boston is in a bit of a tricky spot. I mean, you could look at I don't know, if you don't want to look at point guards, you could say, All right, well, what are the shooting guards like? Because, I don't know, Rob, they have two wings, both who can handle, score inside and out. Uh, Are we just just hitting our heads against a tree here saying, listen, there's nothing that works. They've got to kind of run it back. Well, if they do have to run it back, I guess the only argument for running it back to me would be that you're banking on Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum while they're in their primes, they're in the early part of their primes. So maybe one of those guys takes a step up where they can be more of a ball handler type step guy. Step up. Tatum was first team all NBA two years in a Yeah, row but I mean, even you, as good as he is, he's creating for other guys is not really yeah, he's like what a, he's He's like a five, five or six assist kind of guy. No? In today's NBA, that's what, you know, in the 2000s, that's what, three or four? Yeah. 
Like, I mean, the, the pace is so fast, and as much as they shoot threes, you, I hope you're getting five or six assists a game, you know? And so maybe that that they're banking on Jason Tatum taking that next step and, and emulating his guy, Kobe Bryant, where it's like, hey, we don't really need a point guard because he's going to have the ball so much and he can create for others. But again, your window is now. I know they're young and they're in their prime. Like, do you, is that really what you want to do is just hope that, it's just going to come together. Wouldn't you Wouldn't you want to capitalize it while you can? Like that, That's what, my opinion. That's okay. what I would do. Uh, la- one last name real quick. Um, we saw him tonight, uh, Bruce Brown. He's going to get paid by somebody. I like him a lot. He's not a true point guard, but he can play. It feels like one, two, three, maybe even some four. Really good rebounder for his size. Um, he's going to be, I think he's going to get paid. That'll be a big loss for Denver. Does that do anything for you? Um He's considered the second best shooting guard on the market this summer, Rob. It's, it, Harden is number one. Uh, J, Jordan Clarkson, Josh Hart, I can't Im- cannot imagine the Knicks letting him go. Austin Reeves, Lakers are going to match anything. I mean, Gary Trent can't stay healthy. Karis LeVert, like Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, uh, Rob, it's, it's bleak, man. This is not going to be easy for Boston. Now that you actually look at the names, I think you're going to have to get creative with a trade and go after somebody that people want. I don't, yeah, I don't know if I that mean, third starter could be had, though. That Like, third star, sorry. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to get somebody either who has a huge contract that's tough to move, like, you know, a Bradley Beal. I'm not going to get Bradley Beal, but Bradley Beal's got a massive contract. You know, it might be an albatross down the road. Or maybe you go after somebody who you know is entering free agency in a year or so. Their team might be cash-strapped to bring them back. Maybe like a DeJounte Murray. Maybe you can call up Atlanta. You know, he, he's represented after, I, by— Trey Young might be better. <laughs> Better chance. Oh, no, I, I, obviously right. you can't, but it's just, you know, DeJounte Moore, I believe, has one year left on his deal after this one. He's going to be entering free agency because it doesn't make sense with his contract for him to extend. He's going to have to get to free agency and then get a big deal. So maybe you can convince him, like, hey, he's not going to stay in Atlanta. We'll give you Marcus Smart and f- the three picks you gave up to get him. Maybe you do something like that. I like DeJounte Murray a lot, man. Probably too much. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm 
Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Before we get to the last topic, I I see the line is now popping up. Denver favored by nine in game two. Nine point favorites in game two. It's tough not to want to bet him again. I mean, Miami's obviously going to come out as firing on all cylinders, and I do believe in game two, the Lakers covered by half a point. Nine is a big number, and you saw they were up by 24, and it was trimmed to nine, and it was like a three-minute sweat where you're like, oh, is this going to screw me? Um, anyways, final topic. I just, probably the best unanswered question in the NBA for me right now on the coaching front is why does nobody want the Phoenix Suns job? So every it's pretty clear that Nick Nurse, Monty Williams, they were waiting to see what happened with Boston, right? Because when Miami went up 3-0, the talk was, does Missoula get canned? Well, that's the best job. Then they managed to win three straight, and it goes game seven. So Missoula's keeping his job. Nick Nurse says, I will jump on the Sixers job, and it sounds like he's making a plea to James Harden to stay, obviously. Monty Williams gets a ridiculous contract from the Detroit Pistons. I like Monty Williams. I'm rooting for him. He got kind of a raw deal in Phoenix. And let's be frank, Rob, if you had got fired from your job and they said, we're going to, we owe you $21 million. It's goodbye. You have the chance to not work for three years and just collect $21 million. I know the competitive juices in you would want to go back out there, but man, $7 million a year to do nothing. You, if you invest that money, right? I mean, you you don't have to work again. I don't know. Anyways, Monty Williams is going to Detroit, got to get paid. And you're waiting for some, the Suns to hire somebody, and maybe it happens in the middle of the night, and I look like an idiot in the morning, but why does nobody want the chance to work with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant? And I think you just got to sit there for a second. I know that everybody's going to say, well, you don't know what's happening with Aiden. Pfft. Nick Nurse just took the Sixers job not knowing what's up with Harden. Like, I, I look at this Phoenix job, I'm like, why does nobody want that? They were the favorites in the West when the playoffs started. They have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. I mean, you're not worried about Chris Paul. And I start to wonder, 
Is there a sentiment that maybe people are worried that Phoenix makes some Hail Mary play with their new owner for Kyrie Irving? And people are just scared. They're like, I don't want to deal with that crap. Remember, Kyrie and Kevin Durant were the ones who said in Brooklyn, we don't need a coach. You just roll the ball out. We don't need a coach. And I, Rob, I just, I don't know, man. It's Phoenix's job. I know it appears appealing on the surface, but you know what? If this goes haywire, they're not blaming Kevin Durant. They're not blaming Devin Booker. All the heat is coming on the coach, whoever that guy is. Yeah, and um, I, you know what's funny is this job should be one of the plum jobs in the NBA. You have two all-world caliber talents. You have a good stat stuffer in the, at center. And you have a point guard with a contract that could easily be traded because it's not fully guaranteed. I know you don't have any draft picks, but you, you have some kind of nucleus in place. And your owner has shown that money is not an object to him. He's willing to pay whatever it takes to make it happen. And yet, according to... Uh, a report out of Phoenix, John Gambadoro, he covers the team and locally on the radio there. Their three finalists are Frank Vogel, a retread who flamed mind. out with the Lakers. I don't mind him. Doc Rivers, who may be the worst big game coach in NBA history. And Kevin Young, who has never been an NBA head coach. Like, I, I know that, you know, Ime Udoka, Nick Nurse, and, and Darvin Ham, they did pretty well as rookie head coaches. But... Is that really what you wanted to hand over your keys to your franchise with when you have Kevin Durant at the back end of his prime? You have no draft picks. Devin Booker are ready to win right now. They're the only teams who really put a scare into Denver so far in this postseason. And you want to turn it over to an unproven guy? I don't understand it. Unless the reports are that, or maybe it's not a report, it was like a scuttlebutt kind of a situation that... Matt Ishbia is more like a Jerry Jones type Ooh. where he wants to run the team, not just own the team. That's the only thing I can think of as to why they haven't been able to get the cream of the crop with the coaching. So I, I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, Kevin Young is the one speculated to get at the assistant Phoenix coach, which could be because he has a relationship with Booker. Um, I, I don't know that you can blame Monty Williams for what happened to them. They just did not have a lot of time together. And, oh, look, the team that beat them just smoked the Lakers and is probably going to win the title. I, it just, I just found it odd that nobody wants to coach Kevin Durant when, you know, supposedly he's one of the 15 best players in the history of the league. Just a little odd. I'm not, not saying anything harsh. I'll probably tag KD in this uh, when I post it on IG, and we'll see if he uh, replies to something snarky. I, I showed my son the last time he... Uh, he responded to something I said, and I think I was just joking around, and I wrote, stay up, king, you know, just because, like, that's what kids say now, and I laugh anytime I hear somebody use the word king or queen. Um, and, yes, and, queen. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and Durant replied with, like, the thumbs up or whatever, something positive that he liked, like, stay up, king, you know? Um, so I, I don't know. I, it's just weird that, you know, Durant – in Brooklyn didn't said we don't need a coach and now he's in Phoenix good guy Monty Williams gets fired no nobody's like climbing over women and children to coach two of the best scorers in the league just very odd anyways that'll be it for today we'll be back Monday talking game two of the finals I think we'll probably start to transition a little bit back to NFL or any juicy NBA stories that come our way like <clears throat> maybe leaks of the Ja Morant suspension but we'll talk to you then
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.